Since 1995, Alabama's sports talk leader, Tiger Communications, proudly presents Sports Call. It's time to join our Sports Call crew as they discuss the latest headlines and happenings around Auburn and the entire sports world. To be part of the show, give us a call at 334-887-3401 locally or toll-free at 1-888-9-TIGER-9. We're taking phone calls all show long and want to talk about whatever you've got on your mind. And now, coming to you live from the loveliest village on the plains, Auburn's first and Auburn's favorite sports talk show, Sports Call. Welcome, Auburn, into the Monday edition of Sports Call, live on Tiger 95.9, the Tiger.fm, and the Tiger Communications app. My name is Ryan Lavoy, the host of this show. Today, I've got Tom Peavy with me as we have another shortened edition of Auburn's first and Auburn's favorite sports talk show. Again, getting off air between 4.30 and 4.40 today as we once again have some high school basketball action with Beauregard High School in the area boys tournament today at 5 o'clock against Tallahassee. The winner gets to the area final and guarantees them a spot in the next round of playoffs. So it's a big one coming up at 5 o'clock today. So another short edition of the show. Same thing tomorrow as well. We will have a another shortened show tomorrow. Same timeline, 4.30 to 4.40 when we'll be getting off air because of another 5 o'clock start time. The girls will be in the area tournament final against Valley. So uh, next couple days we'll have short shows. We should be back to a full show on Wednesday. But in the meantime, on this Monday, we'll talk some Auburn basketball, of course, after a very successful trip to Oxford, Mississippi, particularly in the second half. We'll break down that one. We'll break down what's going on in the world of college basketball, including in the Southeastern Conference. Of course, as we do each and every Monday, we will get to a best and worst of the weekend. We'll also try to get to birthdays and sports today albeit in this shortened edition of the show. And, of course, we want to get to you on the Orthopedic Clinic phone line. If you'd like to give us a call, 334-887-3401 locally or toll-free, 1-888-9-TIGER-9 to call into the show today. Ryan Lavoy and Tom Peavy with you here on this beautiful Monday. Tom Peavy, I hope you had a great weekend, sir. Good to see you again. I, yeah, I had a, a great weekend. and uh, Yeah, I mean, it, it was full of work this weekend, but I did get to enjoy some sports and uh what a huge basketball win for Auburn. I know we're going to get more into that. Uh, kind of funny story how my uh, viewing or non-viewing of that game went down, I guess you could say. Uh, but just I, I, what a huge win. Uh, absolutely the biggest win that Auburn has had so far this season. We originally thought it would have been that Arkansas game in Bud Walton where you give the Razorbacks their worst loss ever. Uh, in that arena, but now we've seen that they're really bad, and uh, the you know to be able to get a quad one win on a road in that environment uh, is crazy. Because uh, I was listening to the first half of it on the radio, and uh, every time they would score a bucket, I mean it was just like super loud, just explosively loud crowd. They were had been jacked up for that game. All weekend, they were showing pictures of them all lined up, uh, ready to get into there to, to watch it. Lane Kiffin was talking smack. Uh, when their women's coach talking smack. I mean, a lot of a lot of talk going and a lot of hype around that game. And it looked ugly early on. And, I, yeah, I kind of 
thought that one was probably going to get away from Auburn, and then the second half happened, and Auburn showed that they're there for real. They, they Auburn really showed they're for real in that game, so very happy there. Uh, on the women's side, uh, disappointing game there. Uh, blow a big lead and then try to come back in it and just fell short to Arkansas. So, I mean, it was a shame there, but uh, on the men's side, can't be happier with what happened in uh, in Oxford. Yeah, absolutely. So let's start the show with with just that the ninety one seventy seven victory for the Auburn Tigers in Oxford, Mississippi. A really a tale of two halves. The first half, Auburn felt kind of like they were holding on for dear life. They did make a couple of buckets towards the end of the half to keep the score in single digits at the half, forty four thirty five. But then in the second half. Ole Miss not making the same amount of jumpers they were in the first half, and Auburn was hitting all the jumpers. Auburn outscoring Ole Miss 56-33 to in the second half. That is kind of something we've seen usually in the first half of these lesser games. If you go back to some of the, the SEC opponents that Auburn ends up beating by 15, 20, 25 points, you usually go back and look at the first half as being the more decisive half. Uh, heck, look at the Ole Miss game the first time around when Auburn beat Ole Miss by 23 in Neville Arena. Auburn outscored Ole Miss by 19 in that first half in Neville Arena. They outscored them by 24 or 23, excuse me, in the second half on Saturday. Uh, and so, Tom, we saw for the first time this year really, really good offensive basketball from the Tigers on the road, including one of their best shooting nights of the entire year. Yeah, uh, it, it, it really was. They just they had their way with Ole Miss in the second half. And I think that it was so impressive about that is the fact that they – found themselves down so big in that environment and still were able to like claw their way back into it and make the shots fall. The shots that were not falling in the first half, they were falling in the second half. Uh, adjustments were made. Uh, you know, Janai Broom went crazy on the inside. Ole Miss just had no answer for that. You had the threes were dropping. The dunks were just rattling. Uh, it was great. And then, of course, the cherry on top is is KD Johnson with one of the best technical foul yep. dunks that you'll ever see. Uh, I don't normally like Auburn's players getting technical fouls, but in that one, I'll take it. Lift um, yourself up. Yep. You know, why not? They may have to replace some bolts on the uh, on the rim of that goal, but um, yeah. I mean, it just it was impressive. Uh, it, it was impressive to. Walk into that hornet's nest. Uh, I mean, that that right there was ripe for about a 20-point loss. And the way that game started out, I mean, when you get down by, what, 13? Um, yep. Down by many is 13. And in that environment, uh, even some of the best teams in the country can't bounce back from that. Just everything just kind of starts piling up on them and you just can't get out of it. And Auburn did, and they just kept chipping away and chipping away. And then once they got the lead, it was like kind of put the accelerator down and and just rode it. I, I mean, just it was impressive. I, I mean, that's really all you can say is that is just an impressive, impressive win to go into Oxford in that environment and do what you did, especially in the second half. I mean, putting a fifty six spot up on the board is incredible. I don't care what first half, oh, second yeah. half, or not. You put fifty six on the board. You're doing something pretty darn special. Yeah, uh, 100%. So 
the the offensive explosion look it, it could be simplified and we could just stop and call it a segment by just saying they just finally made some jumpers and they finally made some threes i mean again this was probably one one of their best outings of the year i would go ahead and tell you without even having to look up the other stuff their best three point outing on the road this year they were 12 of 27 from three in the second half alone they were five of eight what was interesting though is that they did take a lot of threes in the first half they were seven of 19 which is not a bad percentage just 36 percent plus like that's fine if you shoot that for the whole year you'll be in the top third of the country maybe even the top quarter of the country like that's not a bad percentage at all however they were able to get wherever they wanted to go in the second half they were very aggressive driving the basketball uh, they were able to what I think was very underrated for them. They ended up really dominating the glass. I talked about on the show on Friday that in the first meeting between Auburn and Ole Miss, even though Auburn won that game by 23 points, Ole Miss somehow by one, just by one, out rebounded Auburn in Neville Arena, 30 to 29 which you just don't get that in blowouts very often because inherently the ball is not going in the basket for someone at all. Right. In this away environment, Auburn was able to out-rebound Ole Miss 42-26 to with 14 offensive rebounds uh, to their eight. Uh, it was a very impressive showing there. Uh, second chance points, they didn't dominate. They won it 15-9. to but what that told me was, without having to analyze just how they shot the ball better in the second half than Ole Miss did, is that they were the aggressor. They were not intimidated by what was going on. They did not do, take the easy way out. Once they built momentum early in that second half, they were just going to the rim, going to the rim. Mm -hmm. If they missed a shot, go to the rim, get the rebound, try again. And so really what it was, it was a mentality from Auburn that they were not going to be affected in the way that they have been affected on the road. And, of course, you get these balanced performances up and down the line. There were six players in double figures for Auburn. That is so rare in college basketball. That that does not happen very often to be able to get a – basically, I know it was not the whole starting five because it's not Chris Moore, but basically get a starting five's worth of players all score double figures and then get some on the bench. In Auburn's case, they got four of their starting five, and then they got two off the bench. That is incredibly rare. That's something you would see in the NBA far more often. Uh, and then the balance that all of them showed because Jalen Williams, 16 points on 6 of 11. Janai Broom, 15 points on 7 of 13. 10 for Trey Donaldson on 4 of 8. 11 for Denver Jones on 4 of 8. 15 for Chad baker Mazzara on 5 of 10. And Katie Johnson, a perfect 4 out of 4 for 11 points. All six of those guys, 50% or better from the field. So not only did they score, they did not need to take a lot of shots to get there. That's something I talked about with Ole Miss's first trip to Neville Arena. They got Alan Flanagan, the 10 points, and, and right. Neville, but he was 3 of 10 and, and not very efficient. It was kind of the same thing ultimately for Ole Miss. They – uh, they had a really disappointing game from Jalen Murray. Flanagan had 20. He was really good. However, he did decline in the second half down to 6-15, got a little wild, as he has tended to do. But really, this was just about Auburn's offense, being able to win a higher-scoring game and to outpace someone, which, again, is not foreign to us at Neville Arena. Auburn scored 90 about against anybody at home. But to do this on the road, which – Look, I know they did it at Arkansas, as you said, Tom. I know they did it at Vandy. Those are two of the three worst teams 
right. in the league. These other road contests, Mississippi State held them to 58, which is an alarmingly low number for a good offensive team. Even against Alabama, who trends uh, tends to be a more offensive team than defense team, I think they are getting better defensively too. Uh, you, you were in the mid-70s, which is fine. It's a good number. Uh, and then obviously in the App State game, you were in the 60s earlier in the year. Uh, so it, not exactly cherry-picking there, but, I mean, you had some some pretty clear results where your offense was not the same. To be able to go 22 of 30 in the second half shooting the basketball, they were 73% in the second half. I mean, you just talk about a team getting hot and, again, getting to whatever shot they wanted to get to, getting out and transition a little bit more. Uh, just they checked every box from an offensive standpoint in that second half. Uh, and, and again, just kind of out of nowhere because the first half, 35 points, that's not exactly banging down the doors of this is going to be a high-scoring game. I mean, again, no. you were just – half my hope for this team was, okay, Ole Miss will hopefully cool down a little bit. They were 6 of 12 from three in the first half. They were 51% as a team from the field. Just get back to a little bit more Auburn defense and try to win 75 to 70. Like yeah. Try to hold Ole Miss into a 26 or 28 point second half and really assert some dominance defense. And look, to be fair, they kind of did that too. Ole Miss only scored 33. But again, that offensive explosion, I'm not sure we're going to see a better half of offensive basketball than that. No, you may not. Uh, so uh, so <laughs> here's here's how this went with me. I'm watching, I'm not watching the game, listening to the game on the radio. I, I already went into this game fully expecting Auburn was going to get beat. Uh, I just I felt like Ole Miss was out to prove something uh, after getting demolished uh, here in Neville Arena. I knew that that uh, environment was going to be crazy. Auburn just not playing well on the road. Just kind of all the different factors that went, were going against Auburn in that game. I just didn't think Auburn was going to survive it. I, I figured Auburn would play them hard and you know not get blown out, but ultimately Ole Miss was going to win that game. So as I'm listening to the game, of course, all of my fears are happening as I'm listening to it. As as Ole Miss just kind of keeps, you know, stretching that lead, and the Auburn kind of chip away, but then Ole Miss would take another little run, and it just kind of kept growing and growing. And like I mentioned, you could hear the crowd on the radio. I'm like, I I just I don't see how Auburn is going to survive this because it's just it it's too much to handle. For most teams, for even some of the best teams out there, that's just too much to handle. And so I turned it off. Get home, start cooking dinner, forgot about the game. Huh. I, I'm dead serious, forgot about the game because I was busy cooking. And then all of a sudden I was like, oh my gosh, I need to see what ultimately happened with this basketball game. So I get up on, get on my phone, first thing on Twitter – uh, I'm seeing, you know, positive things. I'm like, okay. And then I see, holy crap, Chad Baker, Mazzara. It was after the dunk. Uh, and then Auburn with eyeball emojis. And I'm like, okay, well, where's the score on here? Yeah. And I even told Michelle, I was like, well, apparently apparently this is not going so bad for Auburn. Cause I had already told her, it's like Auburn's playing at Ole Miss. They're probably about to get their teeth kicked in. It's already not looking good. And scrolling through, scrolling through, and then I start seeing people like, you know, oh my gosh, Auburn's actually going to win this game. And I thought, well, that's that's pretty cool. And then I see the final score. I'm like, whoa, what the hell happened? 
Yeah. I was so happy. I was like, ah, I, I also hate the fact that I missed the second half of that. But I, I just didn't think that was going to happen. Yeah. To the point that I just pushed it off, cleared it out of my brain. I'm telling you, Ryan, I, as I was driving around in the first half listening to the game, I was already preparing myself for things to talk about <laughs> right now uh-huh. in the sense of walking into a hornet's nest, even the best teams in the country are not going to survive something like that. All this, 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 and this. But I was also going to – if it was one of those that was – a close game because I was trying to think if it's a blowout, then it's like, look, I, it, it, yeah, it, it happens. You walk, you just walked into something that you're just not going to get out of. I mean, it happens. Preparing that, and then I was like, but if it's a close game, we're going to have like, man, dad gummit, they fought right to the end. And then my whole thing was like, listen, I'm tired of moral victories. We got to quit the moral victory thing. I get it. Yay. Cute little Auburn. You fought to the end, but guess what? You still lost. Mm. These are the things that are running through yeah. my head. I had no idea I was going to pick up my phone and see that Auburn had come back and actually blown Ole Miss out of their own arena in the second half. I, I just was stunned. Yeah, fortunately. So that that's how I went about watching or not watching the range game. of emotions. Yeah. Yeah. Fortunately, uh, blessed with the multi-TV setup. Okay. Because you know that very well that almost simultaneously there was another important college basketball game going on in yeah. me, me and my heart. Uh, was oh, a- yeah. Yeah, was able to consume them both. And uh, because of halftime of one, got to see Auburn really start to make their run. I think by the time Carolina Duke went back to the second half, Auburn had taken a lead uh, kind of midway through the, the second half. And, again, I look, similar stuff, though, because – You've, it was teetering. Again, it was so important to just get a couple buckets before half because sometimes psychologically single digits compared to 13 or 14 points uh, is pretty big. And so it kind of felt like, wow, Ole Miss, are they really going to do better than 51% again? Are they really going to shoot six, uh, make six threes on 50% again? It's like, right. you know, like not probability not high. And so you've given yourself a chance if you can get on the accelerator accelerator a little bit or really force havoc on them and of course Auburn did both because if you allow 33 and a half I mean you're you're doing a, a good job there and then obviously with Auburn shooting again I want to say this again 22 of 30 in an entire half of basketball 73.3 percent um, again they just got any look they wanted they were confident uh, they uh, were unbothered. They took less threes in the second half, but, of course, the ones they did take were good quality threes. And, again, everyone was getting in on the action. Uh, I know he did not have a big game, but at least a step in the right direction for Aiden Holloway, a, a pretty good Trey Donaldson game, uh, 10.6 assists from Donaldson with just one turnover. You'll take that every time uh, out of your point guard, especially with 50% efficiency from the floor. And like I said, all six players that made double figures, they did it on 50% shooting or better from the floor. They did not have to force up a million shots to be involved in the game. And so uh, really an all-around effort, they out-rebounded them, they outshot them, they shared the basketball very well. Uh, They were up to 25 assists in that game. Again, that's a large total for a college basketball game again. I mean, Auburn has been amongst the leaders in the SEC – for assists per game with 18 assists a game, and yet they had 25 uh, on Saturday night. 11 turnovers, that's about standard for them. They're in the 10 to 11 mark, so it was not 
a an exaggerated uh, you know slot fest while being on the road. I know Ole Miss turned over a little less than Auburn, and they had eight turnovers. But again, ten, eleven turnovers on the road—that's still completely fine. They just checked all the boxes ultimately. But I was with you in the first half; it was teetering. Yeah. If Ole Miss had gotten out to a seven to two, ten to two start in the second half, might have been curtains, or at the very minimum, Auburn. Uh, was going to do well just to be be close in it. And uh, instead, Auburn got out to a good start. They started hitting everything. Clearly, Ole Miss tightened. Auburn started to defend the way that they had defend, defended really all year. And all of a sudden, it became not just an Auburn win, but a double-digit Auburn win. The Tigers having a lot of fun there in Oxford, Mississippi. We'll have a few more thoughts oh. on the game here in just a little bit, but we do need to go ahead and take our first time out. When we come back, we'll get to today's birthdays and sports. We'll also get to the orthopedic clinic phone line for the first time today. You're listening to the Monday edition of Sports Call on Tiger 95.9. <laughs> Time out. Sports Call will be back after this quick break. We're done paying the bills. Now back to Sports Call on Tiger Welcome back to Sports Call on Tiger 95.9. Ryan LaVoy and Tom Peavy with you here on this Monday. Again, a shortened edition of Sports Call on this Monday. Getting off air right around 4.30, 4.40 today because of Borgard High School basketball. Girls basketball, or excuse me, boys basketball in the area tournament today just before 5 o'clock or so. So that will be uh, getting us off air early. In the meantime, let's go ahead and get to today's birthdays in sports. It's time for today's Birthdays in Sports. Birthdays in Sports today starts with Roger Staubach, who turns 82, former NFL quarterback. Staubach played college football at Navy. Go midshipman. Where he would win the Heisman Trophy, and after graduating, went on fought in the Vietnam War. Staubach was selected in the 10th round of the NFL draft by the Dallas Cowboys, played from 1969 to 1979. Would go down as one of the great Cowboys in their history with two Super Bowls, a Super Bowl MVP, six-time Pro Bowler, and NFL Man of the Year. He is a member of the College Football and Pro Football Hall of Fame. And he went to Prill Marion uh, High School in Cincinnati, Ohio. Go Cavaliers. And also, I was not aware of this, before he went to the Naval Academy, he went to the New Mexico Military Institute. Go Broncos. I did not know that at all. No. Learn something every day. Yeah. So Roger Staubach, 82 today. Darrell Waltrip turned 77, former NASCAR driver, raced from 1972 to 2000, the NASCAR Cup Series, most certainly driving the number 11 Chevy for Junior Johnson, three-time Cup Series champion, 1981, 1982, 1985, and of course had a nice storied rivalry with one Dale Earnhardt. 
Boogity, boogity, boogity. He was from Davies County High School in Owensburg, Kentucky. Go Panthers. Obviously, as most of these NASCAR guys, no college for him. He, he was already driving when he was in high school. They're so. racing. They're racing. Let's go racing, boys. Miss him in the broadcast booth. He was I great at do. Fox. I love him great. in the booth. Maybe Kevin Harvick will be good. I doubt he'll be as good as Daryl Walter because nah, many, many aren't, but nah. uh, hopefully he'll be good. Daryl Walter is 77 today. Cristiano Ronaldo is 39. Ronaldo grew up in Portugal, won 33 trophies in his career, seven league titles, five UEFA Champions Leagues, a whole lot of other things. Hold the records for most appearances, 183 goals, with 140 assists for 42 in the Champions League, uh, has goals in the European Championship with 14, international goals, 128, and appearances, 205. One of the few players that have made over 1,200 professional career appearances, the most by any player. Uh, by any forward player and scored over 850 official senior career goals for club and country, making him the top goal scorer of all time. Uh, and, it, and it sounds like it was fortunate that soccer was his way to go, or football was his way. I grew up in a very impoverished uh, part of that uh, Portugal. of Portugal. Uh, bad family life. He actually did not even pursue school past the sixth grade. Wow. So no high school, no college. Uh yeah, wow! Nothing past one sixth of the grade. all-time greats. But though. I mean, he I, well, yeah. I mean, and he was already playing. Yep. He was already a very accomplished soccer player at that time. So yes, I didn't really need to go to school. And he's old for a soccer player too. Cristiano Ronaldo now turns thirty-nine. Also, just huge day in soccer. Neymar turns thirty-two. He has finished third in the FIFA Balloon d'Or award list twenty fifteen and twenty seventeen. Recipient of the FIFA. Puskas Award, Neymar has scored at least 100 goals for three different clubs, making him one of the few players to achieve this feat. He has a career mark of 436 goals to his name. Yep. Uh, he went pro at 17, so okay. no really school stuff there for him either. In soccer and racing, you just go, man. Yeah. Soccer, I mean, they're very young, though. They oh, get yeah. the clubs when they're 13, 14, so... Understandable, Neymar turns 32 today. And last but not least, Damari Alston turns 20. Current running back for the Auburn Tigers from Atlanta, Georgia. Alston had many offers out of high school before committing to Auburn this past season. Alston had 320 rush yards and 10 games with two touchdowns. Uh, he went to Woodward Academy uh, over there in College Park, Georgia. Do you know what they are? Nope, no idea. They are the War Eagles. Are they really? They are the Woodward Academy War Eagles. Well, it was meant to be then. It was. But if you look at their football uniforms, like from a distance, they look like Georgia. Oh. Like, well, I mean, like, no lie. No lie, no lie. If you just, like, saw a Woodward Academy kid walk past you by about 50 yards, like, the guy's wearing a Georgia uniform. So they want the best of both worlds. I guess. Right? So, yeah, they look like Georgia, but they are the Woodward Academy War Eagles. And so, War Eagle go. to Damari Austin, who turns 20 today. Those are our birthdays in sports. And with that, let's go ahead and take our next time out of the show. When we come back, we'll get to the Orthopedic Clinic phone line for the first time today. You're listening to the Monday edition of Sports Call Live on Tiger 95.9. Sports Call has been on the air since 1995.
You asked and we listened. Tattoo Tuesday is back on the Tiger. Listen to Tilly the Elder Emo on Tiger 95.9 on Tuesdays for your chance to win a free tattoo from our friends at Against All Odds Tattoo and Piercings in Auburn. The Mosh Pit Muse will give you all the details on how you can win your new ink. So make sure you listen to your favorite alternative rock in the afternoons and you can win yourself a new tattoo. It's the return of Tattoo Tuesday from Against All Odds Tattoo and Piercings at Tiger 95.9. I'm Jeff Whitaker Jr., former Auburn Tigers defensive tackle and national champion, and you are listening to Sports Call on Tiger 95.9. Welcome back to Sports Call on Tiger 95.9. Ryan LaVoy and Tom Peavy with you here on this Monday. Again, a shortened edition of the show getting off around 4.30 or 4.40 this afternoon as Borgard High School basketball is in action at 5 o'clock in the area boys tournament. All right, let's go to our orthopedic clinic phone line for the first time today. 334-887-3401 locally or toll-free 1-888-9-TIGER-9. Up first this afternoon, Ward Dam Steve. Retired Ward Dam Steve is with us. Steve, how are you today? Good afternoon, gentlemen. Thank you always for taking my phone call. And, uh, Tom? Hey. I was in the same mood, probably even worse than yours, because I was watching that damn first half. <laughs> It was it was listening. looking rough. Ruck looking rough. My wife, my daughter said, "Please, Dad, don't keep watching. Just leave the room." <laughs> and I said, "No, nope, I'm not going to do it. I know if I'm going to get uh, madder, then so be it." And I was livid. I mean, if we we couldn't buy a basket in the first half, and oh Miss, uh, I don't know what they were going for three pointers, like you know, like they were free throws or two pointers, you know. They, they they couldn't miss. I said, well, here we go again, you know. Uh, another Saturday on the road that is going to be a a, a, a a just horror show. And then, I'll say it now, a transfer from last year who doesn't know Auburn the way probably the other players like Katie Johnson knows Auburn, Jalen Williams, Janiah Broom. And apparently, according to Jalen Williams, after the post-game, uh, he uh, shared on SC Network uh, with the guys on there that apparently uh, Mr. Tad Baker-Massara told, I guess he knows this guy, right, told the coaching staff, including Coach uh, Bruce Pearl, to step out of the room, yep. out of the locker room. And then he had a speech. And I don't, he didn't say what the speech entailed, but I say war damn Tad Baker-Massara for somebody, you know, who decided to, to tell people, Enough's enough, basically, right? Yeah. Sometimes it sometimes it takes a leader to fire everybody up, and but, it worked. I mean, he he was the least likely person I'd I would have thought who would have you know made that kind of a speech in the locker room. Guys, were you surprised or, or not? Like I was. Yeah, I know that he has tried to hype them up at, at points in the past too, and some people uh, have uh, have laughed at the fact that sometimes he'll uh, talk trash in Spanish and that sort of thing. Uh, you know, yeah, maybe a little bit surprised it came from him. Definitely, definitely was needed. I think some encouragement, even though they did have a, a little bit of a positive end to the half. Uh, those players only meetings, they usually 
Um, they usually light a fire under the team, it seems like. Now, sometimes those players-only meetings will happen in the professional ranks or something, and it'll be kind of about about a coach not doing what he should, or uh, it might be a little bit more negative connotation. But a lot of times, the, those players-only meetings, they really can galvanize the team. And, uh, you know, yes, it could have been Jalen Williams, although he seems like it, he's always been a little softer spoken. It could have been Janai Broom. He's been fiery at times. Uh, or but, Katie Johnson. Or, or Katie Johnson. Uh, but but certainly uh, what happened with Chad Baker, Missouri, and Auburn, that was uh, incredible to watch. Yeah. And I don't know if you caught it, because I have to say, what is he doing? Uh, I'm talking about the second half. Uh, I, you, I know, Tommy, you didn't see it, but you can watch it on the Internet. Uh, Janiah Broom uh, was um, um, on the uh, outbound. He was getting ready to make a pass. And somebody, unbeknownst uh, to him, pulled out his uh, jersey. He turns around and slaps her hand away, and then turns back around and realizes that it was who? Morgan Freeman. Yep. And goes back and apologizes. And I thought that was, that, that was uh, pretty uh, neat and uh, laughable. And uh, apparently Morgan Freeman told him, hey, man, uh, just keep playing. Yeah, I, I uh, you know, I've gone back and watched all the highlights and videos, and, of course, that was all over Twitter. I mean, everybody was talking about that. The, the, uh, the kind of running joke there is from – Morgan Freeman playing the the character in uh, Bruce Almighty is that uh, Janai Broom was touched by the hand of God and slapped it away. Uh, okay, I didn't I didn't see that one. All uh, right, so guys, uh, is this a game that turns around and turns a corner for us? Well, I mean, look, I think that road games are very much uh, more confined to to one offs and and single performances. Uh, just because of how uh, difficult each and every one is. Uh, you know, I don't think this team needed to turn anything around at home. Obviously, they've been playing very well. Uh, I, I think that as it pertains to the rest of the road games, um, it should give them more confidence. It should allow them to uh, realize that if they're the aggressor, they're still better than these teams like Florida and Georgia that they've got coming up on the road. Uh, but still, nothing's guaranteed, and, and if Ole Miss, who obviously made a lot of shots in the first half, it, it, you might run into a team that makes all the, all the shots in both halves, or you might have a brick fest just because it's your day. So um, it's a very important step for them because they needed a quad one win, they needed a good road win, but that does not disqualify these other road tests as being any easier because they've gotten one. Well, we have, what, four remaining uh, road games? Uh, four or five. I know, they're, uh, they've, I know they've got Missouri as the really, uh, I shouldn't say easy, but, I mean, the, certainly the easier one in uh, March. They are at Florida. They got at Georgia, Tennessee. So, yes, they got four more. One more. Out of those four, guys, what, what, what right now would you see uh, as being the most likeliest? Missouri. No, I mean, in terms of those total four, how many? Uh, the most, most likely two, uh, I mean, they could definitely go. I don't think Auburn's going to beat Tennessee and Knoxville. I'm just going to, yeah, I'm just telling you that one right now. There's a chance Auburn could run the table on those. Auburn has not won in Gainesville in Since 1996. Okay. There you go. So that's incredible. Auburn has not won in Gainesville till 1996. That's how old I am. That's when I was born. That, that's going to be a very, oh my gosh. that's yep. going to be a tough environment. And then. Georgia is definitely doable, 
but man, Georgia's playing really good brand of basketball Except right now. They, they, they melt down, they fold in the second half. And, and that, and yes, and so now, all right. So I think Missouri, Missouri is is a should win. Auburn should absolutely beat Missouri. Auburn should absolutely not beat Tennessee. So if you go between Florida and Georgia, on which is the more likely, I think they're more likely to beat Georgia than Florida. But there is a chance they could win them all. Tom, what are your thoughts? No, that was I'm me. That was, yeah, yep. yeah uh, I think you asked this question before the Ole Miss game. I think I told you uh, two out of five. And so uh, I would say now that probably I'd be wrong on that, and I would have said three out of five. I still think that they, uh, as Tom said, I do think they'll lose to Tennessee. Uh, Tennessee is, uh, is just w- really well-rounded. They've got a lot of offense that they've really not had under other Rick Barnes teams. Uh, and they're going to be tough up at Thompson Bowling. Um, Auburn will get – I think Auburn will give them a game. I don't think Auburn will get embarrassed or anything. But uh, I just don't see that being able to come to fruition. And then, you, yeah, I mean, college basketball is such that there's probably one more that they'll lose to that even though they're better than – like they're better than Florida. They're better than Georgia. They are way better than Missouri. It's not even close. Uh, but odds are because college basketball is college basketball, you've got to allow for one more upset because that's just kind of the way it works. So I would say two and two. Okay, fair enough. Um, oh, both of you are wrong, but oh, sure. <laughs> I, I mean, I want to be wrong too. Hey, but that's if you can still if you can still hold uh, hold on to everything at home, and you just drop those yeah. two. I mean, you're still in great. It, great I'll tell shape. you this: if Auburn beats a really good Alabama team in Neville on Wednesday, if they beat Kentucky and South Carolina and Neville this month, I mean, this is a hell of a month uh, for 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 the schedule. But if they win everything at home. And they end up with just six losses in the regular season because they've obviously got four right now. Uh, then they're in the mid twenties and wins. I mean, th- that's going to be probably a three seed in the NCAA tournament. It might win you right. the SEC, just depending on what Alabama does in Tennessee. And uh, you're looking at yeah, quad I mean, one, quad one wins. This is a quad one win over Ole Miss. You're looking at a quad win over Alabama, quad win over Kentucky, South Carolina, quad win over South Carolina. If you're able to take care of that. So yeah, I mean so, they'll be a top ten or twelve team in the country, and they they might still even win the SEC if they finish fourteen and four in the league. Speaking of the uh, upcoming uh, Bama game, guys, uh, of course you know Janiah Broom uh, when asked about the upcoming game, he said it's personal, and I hope it is personal. And right now, guys, uh, I don't only uh, hope that we win this game, uh, but I hope we beat them by double digits. Because I was looking at our record so far, guys, and all the wins that we've had have been by double digits, and all the losses have been by single digits. Yep, in yep. fact, the biggest loss was only six points, and that was Mississippi State. Alabama yeah. on the road was a four-point loss. Yeah, uh, it has been fascinating that Auburn truly – I mean, I, I would consider Texas A&M a close game. I know they got it up to 11, uh, and so it, it qualified, obviously, as the double-digit win. But that was really the only – truly close home game I mean that was still in doubt with a couple minutes left so I do think they had to to fight through that one when they were not playing their best but yeah there's still some wonder what a close home game looks like I hope we don't see it I hope Auburn does win uh, by by a dozen or more points but uh, Alabama certainly has been playing really really well they still only have the one conference loss to Tennessee that's why Auburn will really really need to win it 
Uh, but but uh, yeah, no, I, I mean, look, they they clearly want to avenge that loss. That was their first loss in conference play. Obviously, the two t- two sides do not like each other. Neville Arena will be as good of an environment as you'll see in college basketball all year long. Uh, again, it, it it will be uh, conducive to success for Auburn, but obviously there is a good team coming in here that you do have to uh, focus and, and do play a good basketball game. I agree. Now, no lines have come out yet, but I would make it, and I, you're pretty good, Brian, making uh, those Vegas lines. Uh, I would make it right now, Auburn, by maybe three and a half to four and a half points favored. What, what would you make it? I was thinking maybe a point or so higher. Yeah, I was thinking about five. Um, just because I think what Alabama was favored by one or two at home, something like that. Was that what it was three and a half? Maybe they Some favored by three. Uh, I could see where it'd be four. I think I could be uh, overselling Neville some, although I think it's very ha- tough to oversell how how damn good Auburn is at home. Uh, I think that these two teams would be viewed as a push on a neutral floor. There is no technical rule of thumb to how many points you get for being at home in basketball like there is in football. Uh, and I would just say that Neville is being respected as one of the best environments in the country, so that's why I would lean towards about five. But, uh, but yeah, it could be three and a half or four, somewhere in there too. Okay, um, real, real quick, I know time's running out. Uh, you know, almost at the end of the game, um, and I think passion was part of it, but Katie Johnson makes that dunk and then hangs on to the rim. They gave him a technical. Yep. Do you think he deserved that technical? Yes. 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 <laughs> you can't, you can't. You can't hang on the rim. Well, you can't hang and pull yeah, yourself right. up. He he did both. He pulled himself up too. Yeah. Okay. I just thought it was part of his passion. You know, he was excited. Yeah. So, no. Yeah. Oh, I mean, it, it but, was. But you can't. You can't. You can't make it look like you're trying to rip the rim off the backboard by doing what he did. I mean, yeah, it was a technical, but that was one of the better technicals I could ever imagine. And I'd happily take okay. it. Okay. All right. Now I know you guys just did the uh, birthdays and sports. Uh, but I have a birthday. I, I, I would like to just go ahead and acknowledge it's not a sports person, but this person, uh, today, she turned 116 years old. Wow. She is the oldest living uh, person in the U.S. Uh, and second to the oldest living person in the world. But she turned 116 years old today. She lives in a little place called uh, Wilts, California. So I just uh, want to bring her name up. All right. With the time we have remaining, guys, how many people uh, total staff behind the scenes in Sports Call involved? Uh, how many people do we have work on the show? Probably, what, about uh, six or seven? Seven, I think it is. Yes, okay. seven. All right. Could you round up 13 more people from the uh, other, uh, from your uh, sister station or anything? Uh, I don't Could believe so, 20? no. No? Well, yeah, we the don't. I'm saying because uh, I just saw from uh, – the uh, Bleacher Report people, that apparently the uh, tickets are getting pricey for Super Bowl. The oh, Super you're talking Bowl about the suite, now. the 20-person suite. It's yeah, t- yeah two, two point, and a half million yep, dollars yep. for 20 seats, guys. Okay, now hold on. But for that 20, two and a half million, guess what you get? Two parking passes. Woo. That's right. You yeah. get to watch okay, the game. Hold on. <laughs> hold on. You get food, food and beverage package are included. Yeah. So yeah. Las Vegas math is, a, is, is apparently going strong on that one. Yeah, that's that's and, crazy. And the cheapest ticket right now, see, uh, geek seat, was around eight thousand. I saw that. Yep. yep. And then rather troubling news, because uh, Mahomes had to do with this, but I saw it on here. Please report, Mahomes' dad was arrested on the weekend for a possible DUI. Did you see that? Yes, his third. Yep. Third. Yeah, he may be oh looking at some God. prison time. Yep. 
Okay, so I know time is short. Time is almost really up. So uh, for the remainder of the week, can we call it the Kelsey Swift week? No, please don't. <laughs> just, just, just for me, please don't. Don't do it. Yeah, I'm not a hater. Don't worry, but I'm also not a Swifty. So just please don't. Okay, it's Super right. Bowl week. Yeah. Well, we'll we'll leave that alone. I do have some rather odd, interesting uh, props that uh, have been uh, brought to my attention by Bleach Report. So we'll talk about that maybe tomorrow. Wednesday. Yes, so until sir. then, guys, have a relaxing afternoon and evening, and we'll talk again tomorrow. Until then, War Eagle, guys. War Eagle, Steve, appreciate that phone call. That is Retire Ward AM Steve joining us on the Orthopedic Clinic phone line. We have a couple more phone calls. We can get one more in here before the end of hour number one. Back to the Orthopedic Clinic phone line. And next up on the program this afternoon, Tony from Tuskegee. Tony is with us. Tony, how are you today? I'm fine. How about you? Doing well. Yeah, and that game, Alabama and Auburn, I like Alabama by double digits. Oh, I know you do. You're an Alabama fan, Tony. I know you do. Yeah, yeah I understand that. But, you know, that guy, Grant Nelson, Yeah, that guy's playing better ball right now than the beginning of the season. Somehow he's caught on to um, NATO style of basketball yeah well that guy that that guy janai broom is uh just named sec player of the week so uh that janai broom he's playing some pretty good ball too yeah but yes and jalen williams and chad baker mazara and kd johnson yeah but i don't i i don't think they read it for alabama oh so they so Uh, they're gonna lose by more at home than they did even though uh they lost by four in tuscaloosa you know you know they don't win you know alabama come in the arena and by the end of the game, it'll just be Alabama crowd. Yeah, I don't think that'll happen. In fact, I know <laughs> that will not happen. Now watch. I'm going to call you all back Thursday, and I want y'all to just. Hey, we'll, eat, know, we'll eat some crow if that turns out. <laughs> I just I don't see that. Happen. I don't see anybody coming in Neville and winning by double digits. Yeah, I, I, I'm not telling you it's impossible for Alabama to win, but it, they are not going to blow out Auburn. I promise okay. you that. If Alabama – Shooting the ball in that three-point on, y'all can look for a long night. All right. All right. We, All right. we shall see. All right. Y'all have a good one. You too, Tony. That's Tony from Tuskegee joining us on the Orthopedic Clinic phone line. Only got about a minute or so left in the hour. James from Montgomery will be up first to start the second and final hour of the show. Yeah, well, Alabama's playing good basketball. Uh, never. Oh, wow. I, I think I was probably more complimentary of them bef- than – most Auburn people way earlier on in conference play. Uh, they lead the SEC. They still do. Uh, but also, you got to understand what Neville Arena's environment's like. And that's the reason that home teams have an advantage. And that's the reason that Auburn, in this case, um, usually has an advantage at home. And I think it also told you a lot that, yeah, Alabama cooled off in the second half in Tuscaloosa. But Auburn was able to get back in that game rather quickly. It almost set up kind of like the Ole Miss game. Alabama had a nice, healthy lead at half. Auburn ate into it rather quickly. However, Alabama did respond enough, and Auburn couldn't have just the unbelievable second half start to finish that they did against Ole Miss. But I think that Auburn is capable at home of putting two really good halves together, Uh, and that environment's no joke. And you can say all you want about who you think's better or not or, or that sort of thing, but... Uh, that's why we talk about teams winning on the on the road or winning at home versus on the road uh, because of the environment. So I will 
I will still take that bet with Tony, and we'll see how it plays out. Obviously, it'll be Wednesday night inside of Neville Arena. That will be a 6 o'clock tip, so uh, I'll be frantically trying to get out of the studio by the time uh, the, the show ends. Uh, you know, of all the short shows, Tom, that's not one of that's them. That's not one of that's them. That's not one of them. So we'll be trying to rush out of here on uh, on Wednesday evening to see how things go. That will be a big one. Auburn will really need that one if they want uh, to try and chase down Alabama, win the SEC. They also Tennessee and South Carolina involved in that as well. But we are out of time for hour number one of the program. Coming up in hour number two, again, we'll get to James from Montgomery on the Orthopedic Clinic phone line. Also a shortened show. So we're getting off air about 4.30, 4.40 today. We'll also have best and worst of the weekend coming up in hour number two. Stay tuned. Sports Call returns after this timeout. One hour of our show is in the books. We've got more to come. Stay tuned for another hour of Sports Call right after the break. Since 1995, Alabama's sports talk leader, Tiger Communications, proudly presents Sports Call. It's time to join our Sports Call crew as they discuss the latest headlines and happenings around Auburn and the entire sports world. To be part of the show, give us a call at 334-887-3401 locally or toll-free at 1-888-9-TIGER-9. We're taking phone calls all show long and want to talk about whatever you've got on your mind. And now, coming to you live from the loveliest village on the plains, Auburn's first and Auburn's favorite sports talk show, Sports Call. Second and final hour of Sports Call today on this Monday, Tiger 95.9. Ryan LaVoy and Tom Peavy with you. Again, getting off air just around 4.30 today as the Beauregard High School boys have their area tournament game at Tallahassee. So you hear the coverage starting just prior to 5 o'clock here on Tiger 95.9. So, again, that's why we are getting off air here in just a few minutes. Also, same case tomorrow. We'll be getting off air for the girls' area tournament, again, right around 4.30 or 4.40. But for now, let's go back to the Orthopedic Clinic phone line, 334-887-3401 locally or toll-free one Triple eight nine Tiger Nine. Next up on the show, James from Montgomery. James is with us. James, how are you today? I'm good at War Eagle. War Eagle. <clears throat> yeah, I know. I'm counting down to Super Bowl Fifty Eight, and this is going to be a good Super Bowl as well. So I've been, uh, you know, I've been trying to uh, check on to see how the Kansas City Chiefs are going to look for this Super Bowl, and I think this is going to be a historic Super Bowl. On uh, on Sunday, so this is going to be a really good Sunday Super Bowl as well. So I'm just going to see how Kansas City Chiefs going to going to actually get this Vince Lombardi Trophy as well. So uh, you want the Chiefs to win on Sunday? Yes, I actually do want the Chiefs to win on Sunday because Patrick Mahomes he looks like he he looks like a a, a future Hall of Fame quarterback as well. So I think Patrick Mahomes he looks good. He looks 
you know, great, but I can't compare Patrick Mahomes to some of the uh, Hall of Fame quarterbacks, so I can't make any comparison with uh, with Patrick Mahomes as well because he, he can't be placed in that uh, category as well. Well, yeah, he's certainly headed towards being an all-time great, and I think he will be a Hall of Fame. There is uh, not really uh, a, a great comparison for him because he, he does some very unique things, but he certainly – uh, with with the resume he already has, I think he'd already be in the Hall of Fame, and if, even if he retired mm-hmm. tomorrow, which of course he'll keep playing for a long time. But uh, yeah, no, mm-hmm. he's on his way to being an all time great. Yeah, so so if I was going to put Patrick Holmes in in that list of Kansas City Chiefs greats, I'll probably put him with one of the great Kansas City Chiefs quarterbacks that was a great uh, quarterback. For the Kansas City Chiefs, I'm not quite sure who was the quarterback um, years past for the Kansas City Chiefs. I'm not quite sure on those uh, on those great legends of uh, the Kansas City Chiefs uh, rosters as well. Uh, yeah, no, I I think Mahomes would would elevate himself above any of them uh, at this point. Mm-hmm. I, I know some guys that were older in their career. Maybe maybe Joe played, Montana yeah, played for him, but for I mean, a little he was bit, but, more known for the Forty yeah, ers Exactly. So as far as time as Kansas City's con- uh, concerned, it, there's no doubt it's Mahomes. Yes, because I know with the Kansas City Chiefs, I know they have uh, Andy Reid, which is the uh, you know future uh, Hall of Fame. Uh, coach from the Philadelphia Eagles. He took the Philadelphia Eagles to a Super Bowl. Now he's taking the Kansas City Chiefs to their third Super Bowl title this time around. So I think this is going to be uh, their third time in in Super Bowl history that any team has ever been to back-to-back multiple Super Bowls in any NFL team to, to date as well. Yeah, they certainly are going back to back now. They've been to uh, three of four and four of six. I mean, they've uh, uh, they've uh, they were four of five rather. They, they've certainly had a, a great run. And I again with Mahomes, I think it'll only continue. Yes, as well because I was looking um, yesterday. I was looking at all the Super Bowl rings from all the different teams, and I know that the Kansas City Chiefs. I know they only had three of those Super Bowl rings. I know it was like Super Bowl. Like Super Bowl three, I know they had Super Bowl two, and then Super Bowl uh, four or five. I gotta look back at that as well. So I think this is going to be a really good uh, time to actually get that Super Bowl ring as well. And I'm I'm going to be very happy that uh, my nephew's team is actually gonna gonna win the Super Bowl as well. Yeah, again, they they they've uh they only won one Super Bowl a long time ago. They won back in 1969. Their other ones have been recent. You are right that they've won 3, but they won uh back in 2019 and of course last year. So the uh, 1969, 2019 and 2022. Yeah, and then add this one to the Super Bowl uh list. 2024. So I just gotta. I'm just gonna see how this game is actually gonna be played. Really good. I know a lot of people in Vegas. I know they're putting a lot of money on on the Kansas City Chiefs to win. So somebody's gonna win this money before the Super Bowl is over, and it's it's really gonna be looking really good uh, next Sunday as well. Yep, uh, we'll get to find out in less than a week.
Yes, and then I know we're going to be playing Alabama at Neville Arena, so I'm going to be watching that game and seeing if Janiah Broome is actually going to be making some good shots for Auburn because I think Auburn would come out with a victory at home, so I know it's going to be really loud in the jungle. So so a lot of Auburn fans, I know there there's going to be a packed house this coming up week, so it's going to, it's going to really look good for Bruce Pearl to see a packed house in Neville Arena, but I don't think Alabama will not walk away out of Neville Arena with a win. So I don't see Alabama winning this game on the road for them. I see them they're gonna they're really gonna um get a big loss on the road as well. Yeah, this is gonna be a big game for sure. I think Auburn definitely wants to avenge that loss uh in Tuscaloosa and I would favor Auburn in this one absolutely uh, the, the home environment that they've built, the way they've played at home for an extended period of time now. Uh, it's going to be a great college basketball environment for sure, and Auburn's going to be very fired up. Yes, as well, because I'm actually going to see how they're going to look before March Madness, and I'm thinking if I could put them, I'll probably put them like a three-seed or a two-seed. I might as well step them up to a two-seed, so I just have to see who who they are actually going to be playing, so I'm going to be watching a lot of uh, college basketball games, uh, college basketball games later on today and uh, seeing, um, you know, seeing who who's going to actually play Auburn for March Madness as well. So I got a lot of college basketball games I'm going to be watching tonight. Yeah, absolutely. That's the great thing about basketball season. There's there's good games on almost every single night of the week, and I, I do think that Auburn is is working themselves back into that three seed conversation. And there's still a lot of action left this year. They could get up to the two line if they keep playing well. So uh, bottom line is they're getting in a, a pretty good seed position if they keep holding serve at home and and splitting their road games. They're going to be a really good spot. Yes, as well, and then I'm going to be watching. Um, I'm going to be watching the Auburn women's basketball game. So I know we're playing. I know they play Alabama. So I got to look at their upcoming schedule to see uh, who they're going to play before next week when they come up here to Tuscaloosa. So that's going to be a really. Uh, I know it's going to be a tough, tough test coming up here to Tuscaloosa, but I think I might have something for them in store when I go up to Colin Coliseum. So I'm just going to, you know, talk to the ladies and uh, talk to the team and actually, you know, tell them this is going to be a, this is going to be a really tough test. So just take this game like if it's at home and I got them as well. So they, they, they haven't seen me in a while. So this will be their first time ever meeting me in uh, Colin Coliseum, but I'm going to, I'm actually gonna um, bring a lot of a lot of uh, excitement to to Auburn as well. Oh yeah, we we bet you will. That game is going to be on Sunday, February eighteenth. In the meantime, Auburn has off in the midweek this week. Their next game is uh, this coming Sunday at Missouri. Then they host Kentucky on February fifteenth before playing Alabama on the eighteenth. Yeah, so I got I got a lot of uh I got a lot of waiting to do, so I'm gonna be there for that game. I wish you all guys would be there. Uh but I, I think it's gonna be a really good game as well. So for uh February the eighteenth I'm actually gonna be sitting courtside with uh with the team as well. So that that will be a really good thing if if any fans can do that. I'm not quite sure how that uh process works. Yeah, it, it'll it'll be interesting how all that happens. 
Yeah, so it's going to happen for me as well because I know they haven't. I know the Auburn women's basketball team haven't seen me since I should say since last couple of basketball seasons. So this would be my first time ever uh, getting to meet the team and uh, seeing if they were if they could uh, see if I could bring some some good uh, joy for them as well because I do bring a lot when it comes to women's basketball as well. Well. What else is on your mind today? Well, I'm actually, um, I'm actually going to be looking at the list for the NFL draft. So I'm looking at some draft prospects that might look good for the 2024 season. So I'm looking at to see if Dak Prescott is going to stay with the Dallas Cowboys or is he going to go to a, a different team. So I'm not quite sure on that as well. Yeah, no, we'll see what the offseason brings. I do think that Dak Prescott one uh, will still be in Dallas. He's got a big contract there, and uh, I don't think they'll be looking to uh, change their franchise quarterback anytime soon, but uh, certainly they do need a couple of improvements to, to push them over top in the postseason. And uh, James, we'll have to get to another phone call here in just a second, but uh, just uh, for our buddy Matt, he again wanted to uh, – was wondering if uh, you had any questions about his uh, swim meets coming up in April. Um, the only thing that I actually have for my best uh, for my best friend Matt is um, you know uh, do a lot of uh, practicing you know um, do a lot of workouts before your swim meets and um, get to look at like some um, like he can look at some videos on YouTube from like uh, swimming competitions for Auburn and actually getting to see. You know how how he how he's uh, going to um, you know how he's going to really compete with all the other competitors as well. And on top of that, listen to like some heavy metal music as well. You know to to actually get into like a, into a good strong mindset as well. Oh wow! Okay, yeah, that one's a little different there at the end. Uh, yeah, again, not not questions, but uh, some encouragement there. I got you. Yeah, because, you know, like, there's a lot of heavy metal bands out there that will really, you know, when he's doing the workouts, he can actually, you know, get a little sweat in as well. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Well, James, we appreciate the phone call today. All right. Sounds good, guys. And War Eagle. War Eagle, that is James from Montgomery joining us on the Orthopedic Clinic phone line. Let's, again, get back to the Orthopedic Clinic phone line. Again, we've got to get off there in about 15 to 20 minutes, so go right back to the Orthopedic Clinic phone line. And next up... Matt from Tallahassee. Matt is with us. Matt, how are you today? I'm fine. Uh, I got a message for James. James, I don't listen to heavy metal. I don't like heavy metal. And I can't look on, I cannot look on any videos on YouTube. Gotcha. Uh, it's my mom's rules. So, yeah. James, uh, I do work out. I worked out yesterday. I walked around the track at a sports complex in Opelika. I did that for 20 minutes. I do work out, but sometimes I don't work out. I have weights here, dumbbells. I do work out a lot, but I'm going to the Auburn game Wednesday night, and my coach understands. So I got the score for Auburn. Is Auburn favored? Uh, I believe they will be. Uh, there's not an official line out, but I think they will be. Is Brooks on there with you? No, just me and Tom today. Hey, Tom. Hey, what's up? Let me guess, your girlfriend's working, and she don't have a trivia question for me, right? That's correct. She is at work. But did you ask her, though? Uh, I 
I do. I still need to do that. I got to get a trivia question for you. I will do that. Okay. Well, I got my score. And I wonder if you guys agree to it. I got Auburn winning ninety six to uh, fifty four, and Jerome uh, Broom will score. 32 points. Yeah. yeah, I would love for them to beat them by 42. However, I do think Alabama is 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 going to put up a bigger fight than that. Well, I could go I could go uh 96 to 58. Yeah, still I again, I still think it uh, end up closer than that, Tom. I, I think you would probably agree that uh Well, I can go 96 96 to Mm, seven, uh, 83. There you go. Yeah, that, that's that's definitely more in line there. That would certainly be a high-scoring game up and down affair, but uh, yeah, that margin's much uh, much more like it there. So, so, so if we beat Bama Wednesday night, we could be tied for them for first place, right? Uh, that is correct. Alabama uh, right now with just one loss in the SEC – uh, while Auburn has two, uh, of course, they'd also have South Carolina, uh, and on that because they only have two losses, and then uh, Tennessee has two losses. They've just played one less game, so yeah, they, everyone would kind of be grouped up there with two losses. So, so Auburn plays South Carolina Saturday. Yes, that is Auburn's. Uh, no, not not. Florida. That's the next week game. That's the next. That's the next home game. But uh, they're at Florida this weekend. Oh, okay. Do you guys think we can probably beat Florida? Oh yeah, I mean, I think it's very possible. It's be uh, tough. I think that Auburn is the better team, but it is on the road, so that that, uh, so that of course what, makes things tougher. What, what what are you? I know you guys have to leave, and uh, you got to make it short. But what do you what what Tom? I'll start with you first, right. and, and you uh, Ryan, you can jump in. What do you predict the score to be on Auburn Florida game, Tom? I'll start with you first. Uh, the Auburn Florida game. Oh goodness gracious! Um, uh, I you know I I could see Auburn sneaking away like a eighty, like a eighty to seventy six something like that maybe. You got Ryan. What do you think? I would go a little lower scoring, but I as of right now, off the heels of a really good road performance, I would agree that Auburn wins, but. Uh, I also want to see the Bama game, obviously, first yeah. and what Florida does in the midweek. But I guess something like 74-71, 70, 72 to 68, something like that. Do you probably see Auburn score probably 54 and Florida scoring probably mm, maybe 49? Yeah, that would be very low scoring, but I think that margin would be right. I think it would be somewhere in that four- to five-point range. All right. Well, um, if you guys talk to uh, – Devon Reed, tell him I said hey, and um, you guys need to get you guys need to get JJ back on. Try and talk to him sometime, and try to get Cam back on. Yeah, Cam is on every Wednesday and Friday. I know that uh, it's hard for you to talk to us that day, but uh, usually Cam is on Wednesdays and Fridays if he's not uh, out of out of town or something. We guys need to get JJ and Brooks back on. Yeah, again, Brooks is on three times a week usually. It's just just not on Mondays, but uh, and then obviously JJ is much harder because he. Uh, has another full time job. All right. Well, hey, um, Tom. Yep. Uh, 
Have you guys heard from Wardown Steve yet? Yes, he already called today. Do you have any questions? He did not. Okay. Well, um, yeah, James, if you're listening, I don't lose heavy metal music. That's not my kind of music. Christian and country is my kind of music. Like I said, I do work out. I'll try to work out probably tomorrow if I can. Um, if I don't, I can work out here at home. But, um, Tom, it, don't forget to ask your girlfriend a trivia question for me and have it by next Monday. All right. Got some homework. Okay. And try to get her on the show. I'll, if you can. I'll see what I can do. All right. Well, you guys have a good day. War Eagle and beat Bama. Booyah. Booyah. Appreciate the phone call, Matt. War Eagle, buddy. That is Matt from Tallahassee. Matt for Auburn joining us on the Orthopedic Clinic phone line. We are starting to get a little bit towards the end of our show. Only got about 10 minutes, 8 to 10 minutes left in the show. Again, getting off air right around 4.30 today uh, because of Beauregard High School basketball, which comes up just prior to 5 o'clock. Boys are in the area tournament. If they win it, they advance to the area final and uh, guarantee themselves an extra playoff game. So that's coming up here just shy of 5 o'clock. We'll keep it right here and not take a break uh, because we are low on time and we do want to get to best and worst of the weekend. Now time for the best and worst No, no, no! of the weekend. All right, best and worst of the weekend. Tom, let's start worst today. Uh, let's see. I, definitely worst would have to be the disappointing loss by the Auburn women's basketball team at Arkansas. Uh, a game that they led big and looked like they were really about to run away with and then had an absolutely disastrous quarter of play that allowed Arkansas to get a lead. And then they kept chipping away, trying to get back in it, uh, and had a chance to tie it at the buzzer and just couldn't get a shot to fall. So a uh, disappointing uh, loss there after after having such a big lead and looking like things were going good. I, I, still, think that, uh, I still think that Coach Harris and that team have a lot of – good things in their future is just an unfortunate loss to, to Arkansas. So definitely a worst of the week there. Sure. Uh, I don't have much of a worst. Um, fortunately had a very good weekend. Uh, I'll give you a worst that is related to the show a couple weeks ago for a wacky Wednesday. Your boy didn't learn any lessons from the hot sauce challenge. Oh. So I went to Hattie B's on Saturday. Oh, heck yeah. And look, we all survived Wacky Wednesday. And of the 10 sauces, it took to about sauce 7 or so to really right. start to get to us a little bit. Sauce 9 and 10 was detrimental to our well-being. Sure. But just temporarily, just a few minutes. So I was getting a little ambitious. And you've been to Hattie B's, right? I, every time I'm either in Birmingham or Atlanta, yep. or, when, Nashville, we were, or yeah. when we were in Nashville, yeah. I went to the original. I love Hattie B's hot chicken. So I got a two-piece dark, and then I added on a tender. Okay. Uh, so the dark, I just got generic hot. And, you know, I mean, hot's pretty good, but it's not going to kill you. Sure. They have damn hot and shut the cluck up. That's their two right. hottest sauces. Now, I did not get shut the cluck up. I right. just got damn hot. But here's the problem. It's not that one bite would do you in, because we all had one bite of incredibly hot sauces. It's eating a whole large tender of it. And I was I was fighting it by the end because you just kind of coat yourself in that. Yeah. And it's not easy to wash down. There's no right. milk available there and 
and all that. And so I was very much lamenting that decision because I was like, oh, you know, I even recovered after about 10 minutes from the hot ones. Uh, last dab. Oh, ha, ha. well, it's still one little dollop of it, Ryan. Not the whole damn tender. And uh, I was remorseful. I, I So whenever I go to Hattie B's, I do uh, what they call half their half chicken. Uh-huh. So you get. Uh, you get a, you get a half of a chicken. You get a, a thigh and a leg quarter, and you get a, a breast mm-hmm. and a wing quarter. I always do half and half. One of it half is hot, and mm-hmm. the other half is damn hot. Uh-huh. That's just my go-to. Yeah. So I eat I eat a quarter of uh-huh. damn hot of yeah, chicken damn hot. I, I couldn't. I have not ventured to the shut the cluck up, which is that next level. I but, will. I won't be doing that. If you would like to, though, go for I, it. You know, I may try it one of these days. But the uh, to me, the 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 damn hot is good. It gets me sweating. Gets the nose yeah. running. Yeah. You know, you got to kind of power through that chicken. Yeah. You can't just sit there and just soak that in. I yeah. mean, you got to go. You got to go and eat it. But yeah, yeah, I mean, I damn hot's kind of my go-to there at Hattie B's. Yeah, living it's hot. It's hot. Hot's hot's where I need to stay there, and of course they have even milder than that. But hot hot's really good there. Yeah. I, it had to be just good period. But yeah, I just went a little too ambitious there. That's my worst of the weekend, best of the weekend. <laughs> um, from from the game, I mean, really, there's there's two bests. The the first was the uh, the whole interaction between Janai Broom and Morgan Freeman. Uh, why Morgan Freeman was grabbing his jersey like that? Yeah, I'm not I, sure. <laughs> to be it, fair, it, it looked like. It, it, Morgan Freeman and the lady next to him had their hands up, kind of bracing in case he fell back into them, which I understand that. But then Morgan Freeman grabbing the back of Janai Broom's jersey as he's walking away, which induced the hand slap that he <laughs> did not realize he was slapping the hand of Morgan Freeman. So that was just kind of neat. But my absolute best was just, just the pure FU dunk. At the end of that game, by uh, KD, by KD Johnson, uh, and I mean, what well, they call him the what the little animal or the the animal or whatever they call him, the Auburn fans, Tasmanian the monster devil. or something. Uh, it, what's funny is if you watch him, I call him a rabid jackal. Sure, <laughs> um, he's he is actively taunting the Ole Miss student section. He's like tugging on his jersey and gesturing and i mean he is actively taunting their student section as the play is kind of still going he turns around as uh well i don't was that mazara that was going in for the layup on that or was it denver was a donaldson um so he kind of he quits talking trash to turn around and then sprints full around and right down the lane and little tiny KD goes up and dunks it, and then of course just starts manhandling the the basket, gets the technical, drops down on the floor, walks behind the basket, and then starts taunting their other fans. Now, if I was a player doing that to my team, I would hate it. Like sure. when Marshall Henderson from Ole Miss back years ago jumped up on the scores table in front of the Auburn student section and taunting him, I hated it. Sure. But man, when it's they already, even had him, uh, they had the him there. Before the game, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I loved it. I that is, I, that is a technical foul. I will take every single time because it had no effect on the game. The yep, game was fifteen. The game nine. was far over. It, it was right there at the end of the game. Just the cherry on the top of, of what was a great game. I love it. 
I, I, I love the intensity, and I love the fact that he was giving it back to all of those folks that had been just yeah, giving it to Auburn before the game, during the game, and were planning on giving it after the game, and he shut them up. Yes, he did. And the so, whole team shut them so up. The but, whole team, yeah. But that was the that was just the the icing. Sure. Yeah. I had two best. One was not sports related. We'll go with that one first. The Grammys last night. Uh, I am a fan of the song "Fast Car" by Tracy Chapman. Uh, I think it is also a great rendition that Luke Combs puts on, and the two paired up last night to sing that. Uh, at the Grammys, and I thought that was beautifully done and also loved how much Luke uh, Luke Combs has just loved being up there with Tracy Chapman, who, of course, is the original great artist of the song, and uh, I just thought that was a, a highlight of that yeah. evening and, and a great song there. I I like the fact that, so when Luke Combs already did that song, it wasn't very controversial. It's not like it was a very like wide ranging uh, sentiment with us, but there was a segment of the population that felt like that he did not need to be covering that song right. uh, along the racial lines because you know you're a white guy, you don't need to be covering a Tracy Chapman song, and that there was some people that were really upset that he would dare cover a Tracy Chapman song, and so the fact that the two of them could get together. And and do that with each other, like that was that was incredible. That well, you know, ba- basically telling the haters to shut up. I, yeah. I like it. Yeah, great rendition last night, and uh, enjoy the Grammys overall. My other best, uh, which is from the sports world, is it is always a great day to beat Duke and Carolina Duke. Part one was in the Dean Dome Saturday night, around the same time as Auburn Ole Miss. Uh, of course, my parents went to Carolina, uh, so before I knew to love anything else in college, I love North Carolina, and uh, it's always great to beat Duke. Uh, that was a great environment for college basketball. It will be a great environment when they go back to Cameron, but uh, but certainly Carolina controlled that one. Was up eight to fourteen for most of the game, yeah. and uh, always love when the game ends with some big dunk. I remember Theo Pinson doing it to Duke a couple of years ago. Baycott did it in Cameron and Coach K's last game in Cameron. And then Baycott, still here 18 years later, uh, got to do it at the end of the game uh, on Saturday night too. So, uh, so even, even, if it, even if it hurts your good buddy J.J.? Best friend in the whole world. Um, but he, not when they're playing. Yeah, no, not for two hours. Uh, we always exchange pleasant messages messages of congratulations afterwards. Uh, but my best friend in high school went to Alabama, so I went through it uh, in the college world, too, with, with Alabama and Auburn. Love the person to, to death. Uh, do not support the school <laughs> and do not support the team. So, uh, yeah, love J.J. to death. Uh, I know he's sad. That does make me sad, however – I ain't ever going to apologize for the Tar Heels beating the Blue Devils. So, certainly had a good night of basketball on Saturday between Auburn's victory and North Carolina's. Final minute or two of the show time for Nightly TV Guide. Our show is about to end, but we've got you covered on entertainment for the evening. Here's Sports Call's Nightly TV Guide. No music today because we're almost out of time, but the Sports Call Nightly TV Guide presented by White Claw Hard Seltzer. Men's college basketball in the ACC. Virginia's been hot as of late. They host Miami 6 o'clock on ESPN. Women's college basketball, number three, NC State, taking on number 15, Louisville. That's 6 o'clock on ESPN 2. 
And then you've got three movie picks tonight, starting at 6 o'clock with the original Hunger Games. Again, 6 on AMC. 7 o'clock on FX, it's The Help. And 7 o'clock on TNT, it's Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. And that is Sports Call's Nightly TV Guide, presented by White Claw Hard Seltzer. And that will do it for the show today. Tom Peavy, thank you for being here today. We will not see you on the shorter show tomorrow, but we will see you again on Wednesday. Yep. Uh, hopefully I'll have some good fishing stories to tell Wednesday as I will be uh, on Lake Martin tomorrow doing some uh, first time I've been bass fishing in quite a while. Sure. So I hope it goes very well. I hope it does, too. I'll just be happy to be back out on the water. Hopefully we don't have too many wacky stories on No, we don't need any wacky stories. (laughs) Uh, Just good generic, oh, I got this one. Exactly, yes. Uh, But we'll see you again on Wednesday, Tom. Absolutely. That will do it for the shortened show today. Again, Borgard High School Boys Basketball coming up here in just a few minutes. As always, we appreciate all those that tuned in and called in. For Tom Peavy, my name is Ryan LaVoy. Have a great Monday night, and we'll talk to you again tomorrow.